Today is a very special day. We're going to be honoring our mothers. You know, I know from experience there have been times that I've gone to church I wasn't a mother. But if you think about it, you are a mother to someone. Someone is looking up to you. Someone is following your example. You are showing love to them. That's what a mother does. Kids learned about Ruth and Naomi this morning. No, that wasn't her mom, but she followed her wherever she went. So keep that in mind. If there's someone in your life who's not your biological mom, but they've done things for you, they've mentored you, honor them today. All right, just a couple of announcements. This Saturday, we have our shopping trip to Eau Claire. Uh, if you haven't decided if you're going, go ahead and make that decision. We've had just a few people who are coming, but it's not too late to change your mind. Come join us. Uh, you don't have to actually buy anything. We can do some window shopping and just some fellowshipping. All right. And then May 23rd, continue to be in prayer and fasting for Save Our Nation event. This is going to be at 6 p.m. here at the church. We're going to be live streaming the uh, event from Milwaukee. So also a note that May 23rd is the deadline for Mother's Memorial. Thank you for those who have already given. If you want to continue to give to that, wonderful. We will take the final offering on May 23rd. All right, let's worship our Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Lord, you are holy.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh 
strength where I've been weak, then forever He will reign. My God is awesome, 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 awesome. My God is awesome, 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 awesome. He's great. my provider, my deliverer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are great and mighty and holy and righteous. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah, Jesus. He is the self-sufficient one, and for us, He is our sufficiency. Hallelujah, Jesus. He is our all in all, our ever-present help in time of need. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever we have need of this morning, we find it met in Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We lean upon you this morning, thou most high God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Whatever we have need of, church, He is our sufficiency. He is our help. In Him we find peace, hope, strength, deliverance, salvation, provision, restitution, joy, everything we have need of. Everything we have need of. Praise God. Before we knew God, we didn't have any of those things. And we didn't know it. We didn't know we needed that stuff. We had walls, we had barriers, we had masks to protect us. But in Him, we don't need those things. We don't need any of those things. He heals us. He restores us. He makes us into the people He designed us to be. Thank God. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. This is Mother's Day and we are going to formally honor you as a mother. Amen. Of course, we ought to be doing that every day, kind of like Christmas. We ought to be celebrating Jesus every day. We ought to be honoring our mother every day. Exodus 20 and 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord Jesus, you're an awesome God. We are so thankful for you for the presence of the Lord that is already here, the ministration of the Holy Ghost that has already happened, that has already transpired. I pray that you bless the remainder of our service, particularly bless our mothers this morning. Undergird them with strength. Encourage them today. Hallelujah. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless all of you. You can be seated. Praise God. There is a book written by uh, Gene Regan, and the book is entitled How to Raise a Mother. It's a book written from the perspective of a child. It's a short book, so I decided to read it this morning. <clears throat> Kids, pay attention. I'll teach you how to raise a happy, healthy mom. Raising a happy, healthy mom is fun and important. Are you ready for some tips? First of all, help your mom ease into the day. How to start her morning. Let her sleep in just a little longer. Then kiss, kiss, kiss her awake. Fling open the curtains and say, rise and shine, your breakfast is ready. When it's time to get dressed, be sure to give her choices. How to dress a mom. One, not too serious. Two, not too silly. Three, not too sparkly. Four, 
A combination of all the above. Perfect. A mom can forget things when she's hurrying to leave the house, so help her by piling it all at the door. Snacks, toys, purse, keys, phone, shopping list, library books to return, letters to mail, more snacks, and more toys. Errands are fun until you end up in a long line. If your mom starts to get a little cranky, surprise her with a snack and a toy. If that doesn't work, act out a goofy story. If that still doesn't work, try saying in a very cheerful voice, thank you so much, sweet pea, for being so patient. (laughs) When you're finally done, if you're lucky, you might run into a friend. Right away, plan a play date for your mom. Whisper, remember to be a good sharer. Back at home, if your mom has work to do, tell her it's quiet time. Then start your own project. On regular days, you've probably noticed, moms tidy up without being asked. Today, it's your turn. A happy, healthy, strong mom needs exercise. How to exercise with a mom. Take turns scoring goals. Race against the wind. Hop like a kangaroo. Swing like a monkey. Slither like a snake. When your mom's all tired out, so are the best ways to relax. Hold a yoga pose for as long as you can. Lie in the grass and look for wiggly worms, slimy snails, and roly-poly bugs. Sing her a lullaby. But what if rainy weather keeps you stuck inside? How to entertain a mom inside? Find an indoor beach day. Teach her how to paint rainbows. Set up a zoo all across the floor. And don't forget the sharks. Soon it's time for dinner. And that most surely means vegetables. If your mom's a picky eater, try these tricks. Broccoli. Pretend she's a dinosaur gobbling up the trees. Roar, chomp, chew. Cauliflower. They're snowy day trees. Roar, chomp, chew. Carrots, make them into a heart. Give her a choice. Which will you eat first, sweetie, your peas or your beans? When it starts to get dark, your mom may want to skip right to bedtime stories, but tell her, nope, not yet. First, you have to put away your toys, wash your face, put on your pajamas, brush your teeth, hop into bed. Now it's time for stories. If she asks one more, please say, okay, but just once. Remind her it's important to get to sleep on time. Then snuggle up and ask, what was the best thing about today? She'll snuggle back and say, you. And that's how you raise a happy, healthy mom. Amen. (laughs) So, kids, try that. Hopefully she's not too picky of an eater. In 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed a bill recognizing Mother's Day as a national holiday. Since then, we have honored mothers as a nation, at least on that one day. Looking at our scripture text, which commands us, commands us, To honor thy father and thy mother. Why? That thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. We are commanded to honor our mothers that our days might be long upon the land. But what does it mean to honor? Obviously, it means to give respect, to give reverence, to give honor to her. She is our elder. She is our parent. She's done so much for us. 
We ought to do that. The original Hebrew word, which I cannot even hope to pronounce, has a couple other meanings as well. It means to be heavy, to be weighty. It also means to burden with responsibility. We recognize that all of these apply to mothers. Mothers are certainly worthy of our respect and reverence. They have been placed over us by God. They are uh, our authority, our spiritual authority. And God has given them authority over us. And that doesn't stop when we move out of the house. The authority doesn't go away. It changes forms. My mom and dad certainly uh, wouldn't tell me what time to go to bed or to pick up my room or anything like that anymore. But I still give them reverence and honor, and I still seek their advice from, from time to time. And if they're willing to give it, I take that pretty seriously. I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to give it its due consideration. They're the ones that gave us life. They have continued to sustain that life from the beginning until we were fully raised, perhaps from the beginning until this present moment. They loved us, comforted us, disciplined us, taught us, fed and clothed us, fixed our boo-boos and our always, tended to our scraped knees and our wounded hearts. For those of us that had good, quote-unquote, good moms, what if my mom didn't do those things? In today's day and age, it is becoming more and more the norm, unfortunately. Fifty years ago, you wouldn't have even really had to put this part in a sermon. Everybody's mom was a relatively good mom. They were there. They loved us. They nurtured us. They did all of these things for us. But there are moms today that don't do those things. They're moms in name only. They gave birth. And that was really about it. There are moms now that couldn't care less if you come or go. Couldn't care less how you're doing in school. What kind of friends you have or don't have. They just don't care. I don't know if that's worse or when they do care and they're abusive. Psychologically, emotionally, physically. That's a reality of today's world. <clears throat> what do you tell that child? I'm supposed to honor her? I'm supposed to reverence and respect her? Yes. And here's why. Again, I understand what that answer means. I understand how hard that answer is to receive for some people. I do. But here's why we ought to honor them anyway. One, because God commanded us to. The commandment is not predicated on their behavior. That commandment is not predicated on how they feel toward me or don't feel toward me. 
The Lord commands me to do something. I need to do it. The second thing, the second reason why we ought to do that anyway, is because for us, for our benefit. Same reason we ought to forgive, for our benefit. We spoke last week during our discipleship class on the Beatitudes, and one of them talked about forgiveness. In the parable uh, of the 10,000 talents, the king forgave the the man with 10,000 talents. He was really excited, went and found someone that owed him a few pence, would not forgive him. There's a very scary ending to that story, that parable. The debt was reapplied to the man who would not forgive. Now, I'm not ready to to make a doctrine out of this yet, but it seems to me, from a careful reading of that, that the sin that was once forgiven is no longer forgiven. The blood has been removed from those sins. And the debt was reapplied. Well, that's the worst-case scenario. The best-case scenario is everything moving forward is unforgiven. In any case, we need to forgive because it heals our hearts and it lets go of the bitterness and the pain. And we need to forgive so that God will forgive us. We need to let these things go. I know it's hard. But if I may wax bold for a moment, It's hard for the wrong reasons. If we would stop and consider how much God has forgiven us, someone who was and is perfect, someone who has every right to condemn me, he has every right to judge me for what I've done, but he didn't. I asked him to forgive me and he forgave me. He didn't have to. He did. And then that person that forgave me says, now go out and do likewise. Forgive others as I have forgiven you. If we could, and I say this respectfully, understanding where some people might be, but if we can stop focusing on on the pain and the hurt and the disappointment, and start focusing on what Jesus did for me. It might become quite a bit easier to let that stuff go. To let it go. We all carry mom wounds, dad wounds. Nobody's parents were perfect. Mine weren't, although I think I had good parents. It's funny how that when you look back on childhood, going through it seems so hard sometimes. But looking back on it, I can't remember any of those hard times. 
I remember the good times, the fun times. But nevertheless, there are situations that did happen in my life, in your life, caused by a probably well-meaning parent, but just imperfectly executed. Those two we need to forgive, and we need to be able to demonstrate the love, the mercy God has given to us. As a mom, what if my children don't respect or reverence me? How do we deal with that? Again, in today's day and age, that's more and more common. It seems to be the spirit of the age. Rebellion. Disobedience. It seems to be the, the order of the day, especially in our young people. <clears throat> Again, we need to remember how God has always treated us when we were rebellious and when we were disobedient. He loved me. And he did everything he could to woo me back. We need to pray for our children. Children, we need to pray for our moms. Ask God to help in the situation. And remember, and this is an important thing to understand as a parent, the parent is there to minister to their needs. We don't have children to take care of a lack in us. If we get married to satisfy unfulfilled needs, if we have children to satisfy unfulfilled needs, you will most certainly be disappointed. We are to be the ministers to their needs, not vice versa. Amen. Mothers have authority given to them by God. They are spiritually potent. They have power with God. If your mother is a born-again Christian living for God, watch out. She has an in with God. And if she's praying, God help you. God's going to get you. Amen. God's coming. Get ready. We reverence them because of the authority and the anointing that the anointing that rests upon them. Praying women have power with God. Make no mistake. I, I kind of say that tongue in cheek, but in all seriousness, they have power with God. I can't count. You probably can't count either how many people are living for God today because of a praying mother. A praying grandmother. Amen. Thank God for praying women. They have been given a burden of responsibility for us. And they take it very seriously. They do. They take it seriously, but they'll never fulfill it perfectly because they're human beings. Okay? Cut them some slack. They're human. They get tired. They get irritable every once in a while. They need a break just like you do. 
but give them honor. God has honored them. He's given them a very grave responsibility. It has been said, and I believe rightly so, that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. There's a reason for that. The mother is traditionally the one that raises the children. They're the ones that, that have been gifted by God with certain attributes, certain uh, predilections toward children, toward uh, child rearing, that men were dullards. We just don't always have those things. We love our children. And I'm not taking that away from us. I love them. I love them desperately. But not in the same way. Not in the same way as a mom. Nothing takes the place of a mom. Nothing. <clears throat> and so honor them. Reverence them. Respect them. Moms, you are worthy of that. You are worthy of that reverence, that honor, that respect, because of what you've done, what you continue to do. Amen. We're going to cut the service a little bit short today. Take mom out for breakfast and early lunch. I want you to be encouraged today. No situation is perfect. Okay? That only happens in Disney movies and fairy tales. Not even that anymore. That's going away too. <clears throat> but real world is still blessed when you live for the Lord. Our relationships with our, our parents, our relationship with our children can and ought to be blessed. We ought to have close relationships one with another. If you don't, reach out. Reach out to them today. Uh, if you're the mom having to reach out, that's okay. It's worth it. If we can reestablish a relationship with someone, it is so worth it. When I... Uh, My mom, growing up, had a condition called uh, multiple sclerosis, and she had a particularly bad case, I think the worst in Wisconsin at the time. She, uh, and it eventually led to her mind degenerating, and uh, she couldn't remember who we were and, and those kinds of things. Some of you can relate to that. Uh, but I don't really, we were pretty young yet, as kids when we were still able to really have a relationship with her uh, too much past that and, and she was starting to, to slip and, and go away and so uh, I'm thankful that when I did have a chance to really get to know her and, and have a relationship with her that I availed myself of that and uh, you know situations were such at the time where that was that was easy, easy, easy to do. She was home. Dad was able to provide by himself, and and so that was easy to do. But I didn't have a lot of time, and I didn't know it. I'm glad that I took the time when I had it. And I, I only say that to, to say that right now we all have time, and we don't know how much time we have with our moms, with our children, 
And so, let's avail ourselves of that time moving forward. Not just with our moms and kids, but with one another. With other members of our family, with with uh, neighbors, friends. Life is not in the accumulation of stuff, it's been said, but in the relationships that we build. I never wanted to believe that growing up. But, I mean, it's true. It is so very true. Nobody wishes they'd have spent more time at work when they're lying on their deathbed. No one. Everybody, everybody that has regrets, regrets not spending enough time with friends, family, building relationships. So let's do that moving forward. If we have to humble ourselves to do that, we have to set aside a grudge, that's okay. It's okay in so many ways. <clears throat> Building those relationships is pleasing in the sight of God. And it is so very fulfilling for you, for them, for everybody concerned. Specifically with our moms, with our children, moms with our children. Continue to build, perhaps rebuild, those relationships today. You'll not regret it. You'll not regret picking up the phone and making the call. Stopping by the house and ringing the doorbell. You won't regret it. Amen. Let's all stand. God doesn't do anything uh, except that he means it. There's a reason for everything he does, for everything he says. And there's a reason that the Lord compares himself in such a manner in Isaiah 49 and 15 when he says, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. And again in Isaiah 66 and 13, he says, As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. There's a reason he compares himself to a mom. In comfort, in compassion, in love. Because other than God, that's the best example we'll ever have. A mom loving her children. Being compassionate toward them when they skin their knee, they come home with their first heartbreak. We understand that the skin knee is going to heal. The boy or girl that broke up will soon be forgotten. But at the moment, it's the worst thing in the world. Life can't get worse. And the mom is there to, to comfort and console. Amen. God compares himself to a mom, to a woman in her relationship with her child. 
That's his relationship toward us. But in his case, it's done perfectly. He will never hurt you. Whatever your experiences with your mom, with your dad, he will never hurt you. He will transact all of his relational situations with you perfectly. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what to say and what to do. Amen. Thank God for our moms. Thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ who gave us our mom and by extension offers a relationship with him like our mom but perfectly. Perfectly. Amen. I wonder if uh, those of us here who are not moms, who are not uh, uh, women or mothers, if we could start praying right now for the moms present here, those joining us online, let's pray a prayer of blessing upon them, encouragement, strength. They are worthy of honor, church. They are worthy of honor, and we're going to do so not just today, but certainly today. Amen. Let's begin to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for our moms. Whether they were perfect toward us, whether we think they were abysmally horrible toward us, they're the ones that gave us life. They're the ones that birthed us. They are the ones that you've placed over us. I pray, O God, for our moms, that your hand would be upon them today for good, that they would feel the honor and the reverence and the respect that we give them as as a church body, as a congregation today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for our moms. Thank you for the spirit that you've given them, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of compassion, the love that you pour out to us through them. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray that you'd bless them on this particular day, this Mother's Day. That you'd continue to encourage our mothers. That you would strengthen them. They suffer things sometimes in silence, sometimes alone. I pray for this city, the mothers that are present in our city, single moms. I pray, O oh God, strength for them, encouragement for them. I pray, O oh God, that you would lead these, if necessary, to a place of repentance unto salvation. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I am thankful, Lord Jesus, for the example that you've given us. That you are our perfect parent. That you demonstrate to us perfectly how we ought to love how we ought to have compassion one toward another, that we ought to minister one to another. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless our moms today. Encourage them. Strengthen them. Pray that you would bless all within the sound of my voice today. Help us as we go our separate ways, as we go to celebrate this Mother's Day, celebrate our mothers in our own ways. Protect us. Minister to our needs, bring us back 
to the house of God at the day appointed. Let your name be glorified through us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.